What were we doing? Uh, I am making a cat. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this thing. It is a unnamed uh, show about creating uh, just regular old cats in your favorite RPGs. I am your host, Joel, and I have with me today special guest, uh, Zach. Hello. Hi, Zach. I am Zach Turner. I play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons, specifically 5th edition. I think it's important just to kind of get out of the way to specify that I'm approaching this topic as a player and not a DM. So any weird, like, DM rules, I won't have any knowledge about, but I don't think they should apply for character creation. That's fair. I have almost exclusively Game Master knowledge, and almost none of it is in D&D at this point. I am not a huge fan of D&D, but this is, I feel, one of the better places to start a pilot, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, it will be pretty straightforward, from what I can tell. Just making yep. a specific cat. Yep. No. It's important to note that cat people do not apply awakened like magical cats do not apply this is a bog standard feline right right uh oh yeah i guess we should go over that uh for our purposes homebrew isn't real so if it's not expressly allowed by the rules as stated in the core rulebook it is breaking the rules um now, obviously, this is a game with a lot of expansions, so the core rulebook in this case could mean about 30 different books. Canonical uh, rules. Right, right. We do not believe in you are allowed to modify the game to suit your needs. If we modify anything, it counts as a rule broken. And the cat has to be a literal cat. If it absolutely has to speak, it's that's allowed, but it cannot be... Like, an anthropomorphic cat race, a human, or some other thing turned into a cat, like a lion, or any other cop-out you can imagine. It's a cat, it's a member of the adventuring party. If the game has a stat block for a literal cat, which this one does, those stats must be used by the character. If the game does not come with cat stats, we'll reference another game's uh, stats and use those to come up with the best approximation we can. And, and finally, we cannot make up a new class for this uh, cat. It has to be an existing uh, class or job or whatever have you in your game. <laughs> and we have to make the we have to modify the class so that it can run a cat. Hey, yep. And those are our rules. Now it's important to note for this. Do we want to use the Though I don't know that there's much difference. Do we want to use the monster stat block for a cat, or do we want to use the compendium stat block for a cat? Uh, I've got the compendium stat block pulled up here. Okay. I I think they're the same, if I'm looking at them correctly, so I don't think it will matter. Alright, I see that it's got a strength of 3, dexterity of 15, constitution 10, intuition or intel intelligence 10, or no, intelligence 3, I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. speaking correctly today. Yes, yes Wisdom yes. 12, and charisma 7. Yes, that's the stats for the monster block as well, so they are the same. Alright. Alrighty, so as far as character creation goes... Yes. Uh, the first thing we have to pick is the race, which will be this cat. Right. Uh, I'm trying to type cat into the thing... 
and no results are found, so I'm just going to leave that blank for now, I guess? Yes, it will have to be a rule broken, because there is no race of just strictly cat. The closest thing Dungeons & Dragons has is a uh, tabaxi, but that is a cat person, so it does not count. That is correct. So that will count as a rule broken. All right. Uh, rule number one. Cannot actually play as a cat in this game. Yes. Cool. Should I write this down somewhere? I should probably write this down. Uh, we should have it at least marked. Yeah. Second big part of character creation is class. And now this is easy because for an initial class, you can pick technically your character doesn't have stats yet. So you can pick whatever class you would like. Like, even right. though our cat has an intelligence, will have an intelligence of three, we could pick an intelligence-based class, like the wizard or the artificer. But in all honesty, it's a cat. We're probably going to go with a rogue. Oh, I was thinking barbarian, but rogue's good too. <laughs> a barbarian. <laughs> I mean, we could pick barbarian and multi-class into rogue later if we, w if we gain <laughs> more levels. Because technically, it does have good enough stats to multi-class into rogue. Uh, we should probably do rogue first. Its strength is negative, or negative yeah, strength four. modifier yeah. is negative four. <laughs> yes. So, regardless, we'll pick a class such as rogue. So I have selected rogue. Okay. And then when we pick rogue, it automatically gives us uh, proficiencies and things of that nature. Because yep. they, uh, every class has its class proficiencies and the rogue gets actual expertise which means it's very it's twice perfect it's double proficient in two skills yep uh so, now i'm seeing here uh i guess i'm gonna have to do manual uh stat input so that i can add the cat's stats because we didn't uh, get that off its race yes uh so we'll start with three the abilities come after the class. Correct. And, uh, yeah. You oh, did can... I read ahead? I'm sorry. You're fine. It's just, you can really pick any four rogue skills you would like to be proficient in. So, for a cat, we're probably going to go acrobatics, stealth. Uh, would a cat be good in athletics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, performance, persuasion, or sleight of hand? Uh, persuasion. Persuasion. And then we can pick one more out of all of those I read. Uh, I chose acrobatics. Okay. And then expertise, you can pick any of those two, or thieves tools, which is a tool proficiency you get. But, as a cat, can a cat use thieves' tools? Does it have thumbs? It doesn't, so I'd say no. But, I mean, you could you could make a case, but I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, I think we'll just go with uh, expertise and acrobatics and stealth then. Okay. Or yeah, acrobatics and stealth. Okay. Either of those two are fine. Whatever you believe your cat is the best at. Um, okay. yeah, I think that's it. Okay, and then manual, you've input 
your ability scores, and then background. Now, this is this would be very difficult to get for a cat because it's kind of how your cat grew up. But with the recent release of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, which is a canonical source book, there are custom backgrounds now. So you can put in your character's own background. Interesting. Uh, uh, I feel like Urchin might do the trick, though. Okay, if you want to go with Urchin, that's entirely fine. As long this as the stray, as, I grew up in the on the streets. That will work as long as the actual description isn't like. You grew you grew up on the streets alone, orphaned and poor. You had no one to watch over you or to provide for you, so you learned to provide for yourself. You fought fiercely over food and kept a constant watch out for others who might steal from you. You slept on rooftops and in alleyways, exposed to the elements, endured sickness without advantage of medicine or a place to recuperate. You've survived despite all the odds and did so through cunning, strength, speed, or some combination of each. Okay, yeah, that'll be perfect. And then with that background, you can pick one more ability, uh, skill proficiency. So animal handling, arcana, deception, history, insight, intimidation, investigation, medicine, nature, perception, performance, religion, or survival. I think survival makes sense. Yeah, especially with that background. And then also with this background, you get uh, disguise kit proficiency, and then you can pick proficiency in a tool set or instrument of your choice could a cat have proficiency in land vehicles <laughs> i mean it could <laughs> i mean the cat can play the drums right yeah there's that uh gif going around of like some animal that just hits bongos exactly yeah, so our cat plays the drums all right <laughs> good to know Alrighty, and then all that's left for character creation, really, bare-bones character creation, is to pick your equipment. And in D&D, you can either choose your starting equipment out of a preset group of items, or you can just start with a bunch of gold and buy the equipment you think you think you'll need. As a cat, I don't know which one of those you would like to actually do. Uh, we either have a cat that's just carrying around a giant sack of uh, coin, or we have a cat that has adorably resized uh, adventurer's gear. Yes, and it is important to remember that gold in Dungeons & Dragons does technically have weight. So That is, that is correct. 50 uh, coins of weight is one pound. And the ability to carry, your lift and carry weight is determined by your strength, which our cat does not have a lot of. Yes, and I believe that its uh, weight is also about the same as 50 gold. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, uh, unless it's one of those say... main coon cats that's absolutely massive. But We have not specified yet. Yeah, that's getting nitpicky. Uh, let's just say he has equipment. Okay, so as far as equipment goes, there's a pre on D and D Beyond. There's a preset amount of things that you can choose from. Yes, I see. Uh, so we need to choose either a rapier or a short sword. Yeah, either those weigh roughly the same. Okay. Uh, and... I mean, our cat's probably just gonna fight like Zashian, so. Yeah. Or what's that one Dark Souls boss, except it's a cat? Uh, I've never heard played Dark Souls, so 
unsure. Yeah, me neither. But uh, it's the main. I know there's. Uh, wolf. Yeah, I know there's the 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 dog that has the sword. Yes, that dog is absolutely massive. So <laughs> yes, the exact uh, opposite of our cat. Correct. Uh, should we just give them another short sword, or do they also have a bow and arrow? Could they work a bow and arrow? <laughs> they. I don't think they could. All right. So our cat has two short swords and a burglar's pack. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Alrighty. Tiny little burglar. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, if that is it for uh, Barebones' description, I guess we need to go back now and add in the details. Yes. So, really, the only thing we're missing is for kind of the D&D, for this to be a viable character in Dungeons & Dragons, we would have to give it a language to speak. And that would be another kind of rule that we're breaking. Alright, and we can't uh, do that without choosing a race, or is that somewhere else? Uh, race is kind of just the last thing we're missing. But, uh, yeah, we can kind of fill out a character sheet with everything else. We just can't have it on screen without choosing a race. Well, I guess uh, I will have to do that, and then to share this with the world, I'll have to download the form-fillable version of the character sheet and upload it to a Dropbox or something. Yeah, and there are plenty of places to get D&D character sheets online that you can kind of just download the PDF. Might already have some, one somewhere. But anyway. But really, that's all you need for your bare-bones Dungeons & Dragons character. Now, if you were going to make an actual fulfillment, like a full character sheet, you need sort of like a backstory, descriptors of the cat, but yeah. Right. And uh, we are at, that is actually part of the plan because we have broken a couple rules. First off, we're ignoring uh, weight because Cat is not strong and it's carrying 69 pounds worth of stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's also important to remember as far as abilities go that 10 is the basic human level. So to have a an intelligence of three, you are relying on natural instinct. So we will have to ignore sort of the intelligence penalty you'd get for it to be an active member of an adventuring party. Okay, so what is that, a total of four rules so far? Yes, I believe so. I guess then let's just go into the character details and get started on this. Alignment. Do cats have... Cats are usually unaligned. So true neutral would be sort of unaligned. Na uh, lawful alignments mean you adhere to the laws of the land. Chaotic means you are very anarchy-based and don't follow a lot of the laws. Uh, good alignments... Good alignments are often you do what's best for the people and people around you. And evil is you are actively malicious to a majority of the world. Right. Um, I think being neutral makes sense. But considering this cat is breaking four rules of the universe, I think chaotic makes sense. Cats, I would agree, are fairly chaotic, yes. Okay. 
So, so our cat is chaotic neutral. That is a feasible alignment, yeah. Okay. And faith, is that mandatory or... No, faith is... Faith is largely ignored except for uh, unless your class is dependent upon, like, drawing your power from a god, so largely clerics. And since our cat is a rogue, we could just ignore it and say he's unaffiliated with any one faith. All right, that makes sense. This cat does not recognize God, uh, which is how he is able to carry around nearly 70 pounds. Yes. <laughs> For lifestyle. Uh, lifestyle is really just kind of... We kind of picked that when we picked the urchin. We would, So, yeah, wretched it, then? It would have been wretched or close to. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, sounds about right. Uh, physical characteristics. Uh, what kind of cat are we working with here? I know I've put in a picture... That just, I just found online. You know what? We'll we'll use that one as just kind of the base example. So house cat, its size is obviously tiny. It's got gray black fur with white patches on it. Gray fur with white patches, skin not visible, eyes green. I'm just gonna Google average cat height and weight and we'll go with that. Yeah. Nine inches. And Somewhere between 6 to 10 pounds. This is a street cat, so it's probably going to be closer to 6. Yeah. It's not going to be one of those plump, easy-living cats. Right. Age? How long do cats live? I've never had a pet cat. Uh, I've never had a pet, pet cat either. Three years seems like a decent lifespan for a street cat. All right. So this cat's about to join an adventuring party, and they're going to theoretically take good care of it so it will probably live beyond three years assuming the party does not all get killed in a dungeon somewhere very feasible for level ones yeah so i'd say this cat's about two years old yeah gender that's not really important it can be male female non-binary but fluid it makes no difference i don't think that really uh feeds into the cat's personality so much let's just say uh male all right personal characteristics personality traits and this is one you can kind of click what's already there or you can roll for it if you really want to all right i do not have my dice near me i uh, do if you would like all right roll me a d8 then three I like to squeeze into small places where no one else can get to me. Feasible. Sounds sounds good. Uh, ideals. Uh, roll me a d6. D6. Four. Retribution. The rich need to be shown what life and death are like in the gutters. Uh, that is actually based on kind of our alignment. So oh, okay. since we wanted to go chaotic neutral, we would most likely pick change. The lower lifted up and the high and mighty are brought down. Changes the nature of things. Would a cat care about that, though? I mean, it's just kind of how we went. True. The other thing we could do, though, is neutral, which is people. I help the people who help me. That's what keeps us alive. Yeah, very true. Or we could just go with the bog standard. No alignment. Uh, chosen aspiration. I'm going to prove that I'm worthy of a better life. Hmm. Either one, pretty good. It's your cat. <laughs> Let's do aspiration. Alrighty. They are unaligned by default, so... Alrighty. Bonds. Who does this cat care about? Four. I owe a debt I can never repay to the person who took pity on me. 
Sounds like someone was watching out, out for this cat after all. Yeah, everybody gets a break every now and again. All right. Now, who would that be? Probably some chef at a restaurant that threw out old chicken, right? Yeah, old chicken or a fisherman on a dock somewhere. All right. And flaws. Uh, that's a d6. Six. People who can't take care of themselves get what they deserve. Based on the background, that is a reasonable... Yeah, street uh, cat. Yeah, street cat. I'd believe it. Yep. Uh, notes. Organizations. Is this cat a member of an organization? <laughs> Maybe a group of alley cats? Like the, uh, what was that old... The Aristic Cats... Oh yeah, where they had there was the group of alley cats, and there was a what was it DJ Scat Cat who, uh... yeah, yeah, a jazz band, right? So our cat answers to DJ Scat Cat. Amazing. Allies, probably that got the either butcher thrown out, whoever saved him earlier. I'd consider that to be one of his allies. Yeah, enemies. I mean, that could just be anything and everything. Like maybe he was abandoned by a family and he's got a chip on his shoulder from it. How about enemies, the occasional stray dog? That would definitely work. I've seen many a stray cat and stray dog get into tussles. That works. Uh, <clears throat> backstory. We should probably, for this, come up with a reason that the cat has decided to go adventuring. I mean, we could go with the easy, someone found a cat and has adopted it to make it the adventuring party's mascot, because I've played a lot of Dungeons & Dragons campaigns, and I will tell you, anytime there's a stray animal or person who cannot care for themselves, they will end up being the mascot for the party. Alright, that works. Now, in my notes, I originally said that we should write a two-paragraph backstory about this, uh, but that is not going to be very good audio, so I think keeping it simple for now, probably smart. Yeah, and I mean, really, we could make two paragraphs out of, you know, kind of explaining the alley cats and meeting the chef and how he came across adventurers. It'd be very easy to come up with two paragraphs but like you said that'd be just a lot of us spitballing ideas and not very good audio yeah uh now are there any other important details that we need to know about this cat that are absolutely going to come up at some point in the campaign uh not really that's it for making a level one dungeons and dragons character because if you make anything more refined like a lot of D&D players will make the mistake of having a super detailed background for a level 1 character that will die immediately. So at level 1 you want to have bare bones information and kind of grow your character as they level up because as a level 1 rogue with our current constitution we have 8 <laughs> hit points. And I'll tell you just about anything can do 8 damage at level 1. Yeah, that's fair. So that's really all we need for a level one character, and you've got your cat in Dungeons & Dragons. Alright. So, I cannot export to PDF as is, so I will have to go back and do that later. Yeah, just kind of get all the characters. 
and all of the skills and everything will kind of you can fill them out on your own with the statistics you already have as well as all your right. armor class initiative your speed your speed is actually determined by your uh, race since we're a tiny creature we're a tiny creature so we'd probably have a movement of about 25 feet but we are we do have high dexterity so i'd say we could make a case to have a movement oh hey here's feet. cat the things have finally loaded in oh they did yeah all right cool so we can choose racial traits claws uh um, no these are just you, those are just what you get they're not uh, all right Never mind about that then. Yeah, and actually, if you can look at your character sheet now, and everything is filled in. All right, let's view that character sheet then. Uh, yes. All right. So, uh, it says that I have a walking speed of thirty-five feet. Yes, you can move thirty-five feet in one round of combat, which in Dungeons and Dragons is about six seconds. Right. And then you've got your armor class, which is just your dexterity plus 10, because you're not wearing any armor at the moment. Uh, yep. Your initiative is just your dexterity modifier, because we don't have anything modifying it at this point. You've got your languages down there, so this cat can speak. It can actually speak two different languages, because it, it's a rogue. It gets thieves can't. And they gave it the Sphinx language. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's the sort of racial language. And then you have all of your skill and proficiency numbers on the center column. Okay. Yeah, this is a and d character. Alright, and we only broke four rules to get here. Yeah. I honestly expected it would be a few more than that. It would have... It would seem like it because of the amount of rules D&D, quote-unquote, rules that D&D has. But as far as character creation goes, you've got a all right. Huh, there might be some Powered by the Apocalypse games that have more rule breaks on the list than this. Like, I cannot imagine just everything that I would have to change on Monster of the Week to use uh, some of those classes. Because the one that would work the best for this in that game is technically a homebrew class. I mean, we only had to use one piece of homebrew to get here for the cat, which was choosing yeah. the cat race. And obviously, if you're wanting to play just a regular alley cat, there's you're going to have to get rid of your equipment. I mean, you can't carry a thousand ball bearings when you're a cat. They might just be really tiny ball bearings. I mean, I've seen some tiny ball bearings, but they do weigh two pounds, so nearly as much as we do. Yes, that is, that is fair. Um, now, we probably should change the cat's name because it's, I've, I've just called it Pilot Cat. Yes, we can we can call it any name that we want. Uh what is a good cat name? Wait, wait, wait. I've got this. I'm excited to see it. So, we have uh Pebblekit, Crooked Paw, Boulder Star, Pale Gaze, Prickle Rock, Smallthorn, Speckle Snout, Fish Leap, Short Flame, or Hunting Sea. Uh I mean Hunting Sea makes sense for a rogue. First name hunting, last name sea. Hey, at least it's not a dragonborn, because dragonborns and dungeons <laughs> and dragons have some ridiculous names. Anytime there's a dragonborn in Dungeons and Dragons, they never use the generated dragonborn names. They always go by like Carl. <laughs> because nobody wants to pronounce Dungeons and Dragons 
fantasy names. That is fair. Because let me see if I can just pull one up here for fun. Where is Dragonborn? Yeah, how would you pronounce this Dragonborn's name, Joel? N-U-M-M-U-A-N-T-H-A-R-R-E-C. Numantharek Lorvoth? Lorvroth? Numum. For everyone listening, the full name is N U M M U A N T H A R R E C space I O R. Oh, that's an I. V R O T H. Okay, one second. Let me take another crack at this. Uh, that is Dungeons Numu- and Dragons, everyone. Numuantharek Yorvaroth. Yor- that that's closer than I would have got. Yes. Numuantharek Eor Eorvaroth. Yeah. That's and that's a normal dragonborn name in Dungeons and Dragons. Alright. Uh his nickname is Numa Numa. That's what the rest of the party calls him. That is how Dungeons and Dragons work. You show up with a character named that, you you spend the next twenty levels as Numa Numa. Because nobody is pronouncing that name. Because it's ridiculous. Alright, well, uh, let me export this to a PDF. And I will download that. And I'm going to create a Dropbox for this sort of thing. Just on the off chance this actually picks up Steam. And I get to make more of them. That'd be that'd be great. Because I am not familiar with a lot of... Uh other TTRPGs, and this is actually a really good way of kind of feeling out the character creation process. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Like, just on my shelf, I have Genesis, Modern Age, Shadows of Estoren, Edge of the Empire, Legend of the Five Rings, Shadowrun, Shadowrun 6th Edition, City of Mist, Power Outage, Dragon Age, Time Watch, Scion, Pugmire, the two expansions to Pugmire, uh, the Dark Eye, Blades in the Dark. Uh, what else do I have? Uh, Savage Worlds, Monster of the Week, the Monster of the Week expansion, Masks and New Generation, Fates, Overlight, and Blue Rose. Yeah, see, all I've got in my house right now is Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm slowly but surely testing the waters on Call of Cthulhu because I am into that, uh, it's kind of a, uh, very Lovecraftian horror sort of right. TTRPG, and I'm into that. So, you might look into one called Delta Green if that's your thing. I'll look into it. I've, I'm doing quite a bit of research on Call of Cthulhu, but Delta Green. Yeah, you basically play as a government agent who fights uh, unknowable horrors. I will look into that, because I'm interested in the Call of Cthulhu concept of you're just a normal guy. You don't have these special powers, and your objective is really to run away in in most adventures. Yeah, that's kind of how Shadows of Estoran works, except it's much more, uh, it's much more French than Lovecraftian. I'm really into that sort of thing, so I'll definitely give those a look-see. All right. Well, I think that is it for us. Yeah, this only took an hour. Neat. Yeah, and I mean, that's sort of like the first run through. If you get to do more of this, it will definitely take less time than this one did. 
It might, depending on the game. Shadow yeah. Run, if I ever do a Shadow Run one, that was oh, that's a very involved character creation thing. You have to yeah, like skim true. through the entire book in like five different directions. <laughs> but yeah, this was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you for listening to the test episode for a podcast I'm tentatively calling How to Make a Literal Cat in Your Favorite RPG. If you liked what you heard and would be interested in hearing more episodes about this, you can reach out to me on Twitter at DenaloLioge or leave a nice comment here on YouTube to share your thoughts. If you have suggestions for making the show better or would be interested in helping to get it off the ground for real, my DMs are always open. And if you're not sure how to spell that Twitter handle, just take the name Joel Holland, spell it backwards, and now you know my secret to finding usernames that aren't taken. If you're still confused, I'll just link it in the show notes. If you're listening to this in an RSS feed and not on a YouTube video, I guess we already got the show off the ground. So congratulations, me, and thank you, dear listener, as well. Zach is not very online and doesn't have a mixtape to drop, so he was just happy to help out. You can thank him by writing your feelings on a post-it note and throwing it in a fire and your positive vibes will surely reach him. This method does not work for negative vibes. You'll just have to keep those to yourself. 